0: Talk cheese. Recorded live Central
1: Standard Time. Also, you can join us on Monday evenings at seven p.m. for our Miracle Monday. We're here live on the broadcast every Sunday morning. That's every Sunday morning. We're here live on the broadcast at 8 a.m. If you desire prayer after any broadcast, you can reach us on our 24 hour prayer line, our ministry line, and that number is 773 609 2071. Again, that number is 773 609 2071. Make sure to leave a voice or text message, and one of the intercessors will get back with you. If this is for prayer, we will not be returning those calls. However, we will be sharing that with all of the intercessors that is affiliated with the Message of Christ Church. If you would like to send us an email, that email address is Christ at Yahoo.com. Message of Christ at Yahoo com. Also, you can reach us on our website, message dot net and Sylvia Staples dot com. You can find our itinerary. You can post prayer requests and praise reports on our prayer wall. Also, you can register for our upcoming conferences. And also so into the ministry. Amen. And if you have your PayPal account, you can do that via uh, computer, your computer or through your PayPal account. But if not, you can go and uh, send us money through our postal mailing, and that postal mailing address is P.O. Box 390762, Chicago, Illinois. Again, that is P.O. Box 390762, Chicago, Illinois, and that is 60639, amen. So we're once again glad that you joined us, and we're going to go into our time of prayer and straight into our power in the word. Most gracious and merciful Father God, we thank you, we praise you, we lift you up, God, and we worship you, God. Because you are an awesome God. You are a mighty God. Hallelujah. You are a, a wonderful God. Lord, we thank you and we praise you, God, not just because of the things, God. But, Lord, we thank you and we praise you because of who you are. Lord God, and we cannot thank you enough. If we had 10,000 tongues, we could not say thank you enough. Lord, we thank you and we praise you, Lord God, for Keeping us, protecting us, watching over us, oh God, as we slept and slumbered, Father God, we thank you and we praise you, God, that even as we go through on our day to day uh, duties, Father God, that you yet kept your hands of protection upon us, not just us, Father, but our children, our grandchildren, our, our fathers, our mothers. We thank you, our siblings, Father God, those that are acquainted with us. We thank you and we praise you for that, Father God. And, Lord God, it wasn't because we were so worthy. Father God, we recognize we are sinners, oh, God. In the name of Jesus, God, Father God, we are sinners saved by grace. And we thank you and we praise you, Father God, for dying on the cross for our sins, Father God. So, Father, we know that we sin daily. And we ask right now, Father God, that you will forgive us of all of our sins, Lord God, those sins of omission and commission, Father God, in the name of Jesus, Father God. And, Lord God, we thank you, God, for being faithful and just to forgive us of those sins, Father God. Oh, God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you and we praise you, God. If there be one in need, Father God, we thank you, Father God, that according to your word, that you will supply all of the needs according to your riches and glory, Father God. Oh, God, that they shall lack no good thing, oh, God. Oh, God, in the name of Jesus, God. And then, Father God, those that may be sick among us, Father God, I thank you and I praise you, God, for a healing touch and healing virtue right now, Father God. We thank you that by your stripes, Father God, they are healed, Father God. So we decree and declare healing, Father God, right now in the mighty name of Jesus, Father God. And then, Lord God, those, oh God, they may have been going through, Father God. We thank you, Father God, for restoring, oh God, in the name of Jesus, God. You said that you were restored. Father God, according to Psalm 23, oh God. And so, Father, we thank you and we praise you for being a restorer in the mighty name of Jesus, Father God. And then, Lord God, those that just want to increase in you, Father God, I thank you and I praise you, God, that Lord, God, you, Father God, are touching their hearts their minds that you're teaching them your word, how to walk according to your word, Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus. And, Lord, we just pray right now for this word that will come forth, O oh God, in the name of Jesus. Bless the ears, O oh God, that will hear the word. Bless the mouth, O oh God, that will the word, God, bless the heart, oh, God, that will receive the word, and bless the mind, oh, God, that would, oh, God, be changed by the word, Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus, God. So, Father God, not my words, Lord God, but your words, oh, God, not my will, God, but your will, oh, God, in the mighty name of Jesus, oh, God. So, Father God, I pray, oh, God, and ask you, oh, God, to lead me, guide me, hide me behind the cross, Father God, as I go forth, oh, God, teaching Oh, God, the uncompromising gospel, oh, God, to your people, Father God. Father God, make it so plain, oh, God, that a child should not err, oh, God, in the name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you and we praise you for a of staples, Lord God, and we thank you, Lord, for every opportunity. For it's in Christ Jesus' name we pray, amen, amen, and amen. Once again, welcome, welcome, welcome to our 6 a.m. broadcast of Mega Prayer This is our Power in the Word weekend. We're so glad that you've joined us on this morning. Amen. We've gone forward with our uh, uh, our welcome and our uh, opening, and we have had our prayer, and we're going into the Word. We'll give our announcements at the end of the broadcast and our closing. Amen. So today, we're going to talk about the Christ Resurrection Series amen, the Christ resurrection story, so I may not go through the whole uh, chapter of uh, the resurrection, but I am starting in John chapter 20, amen, and there are about 31 verses in there, so I'm going to be going through kind of picking some things because there are some important details, amen, that we have been told throughout the years that now, that we are growing in Christ's faith and uh, in his word, we need to know these things. Amen. So, uh, John chapter 20, uh, verses uh, 1 to 10. Amen. I'm going to start there. The first day of the week cometh Mary Magdalene early when it was yet dark unto the sepulchre and seeth the stone taken away. From the sepulchre. Then she ran and cometh to Simon Peter and to the other disciple whom Jesus loved, and said unto them, They have taken away the Lord out of the sepulchre, and we know not where they have laid him. <laughs> Peter therefore went forth and the other disciple and came to the sepulchre. So they ran both together. And the disciple, and the other disciple, did outrun Peter, and came first to the sepulcher. And he stooping down and looking in, saw white linen laying. Yet when he he went not in. Then cometh Simon Peter, following him, and went. Into the sepulcher and set the linen laying, laying linen clothes lying and the napkin that was about his head was not laying with the linen but wrapped together in a place by itself. Then went into. Then went in also the other disciple and came first that came first to the sepulchre, and he saw and believed. For as they know as they knew the scripture that the, that he must rise again from the dead. Then the disciple went away again unto their homes. Amen. Um Ooh, I just want to go deeper into that scripture. Oh my God, um, I, I'll go back to it. So first of all, I want to give you a brief introduction of um the uh, author, so that we can get all of this knowledge and clarity. Amen. Um, on this, so this is the book of John. The book of John is written by the apostle John. Amen. And in, in in the book it says the one whom the God loveth, the one who the Lord loveth. That is how he is addressed in every uh uh book that I've read, that he is the apostle that uh Jesus loved it. Amen and shows a lot of affection toward. So John uh and we're gathering our text from that. And that this was written about eighty to ninety A.D. And also, he authored First, Second, Third John, and also uh, Revelation. He was a fisherman by profession, and um, it is said that he come from a family that was well-to-do. He's the son of Zebedee. And Salome. Now, let's talk about Salome because there are a lot of Johns and a lot of Marys in the book. So it says the uh, son of Zebedee and Salome, but his mother is Mary of Salome. Uh, Mary Salome, that is how she's referred to, and he was born in Galilee. He also has a brother, and his brother's name is James. And James too is a disciple that was called by Jesus. The two were
0: known. The two were
1: known as the sons of thunder. Amen. So we know that there must be some personality there that uh, leads us to the place to where they will be referred to as the sons of th- thunder. So for sure, the thing was that there was a a situation that arose, and John said, you know, do you want me to take care of this for you? I'm uh, paraphrasing. I I can take care of this for you, Jesus. And so um, they said that uh, Jesus was like, now, hey, calm down, calm down. So Jesus, if he wanted them to call fire down from heaven and destroy those that possess a Jewish and Samaritan prejudice towards them, that's what happened. They were being, uh, I can't remember, uh, maybe like racial profiling or, you know, something like that or somebody was, treating them differently from the way they wanted and desired or knew they should be treated and yet he said, Oh, I can take care of this for you. So we know John is a man of action. He's very ambitious and he has an explosive temper and intolerant heart. But at with time he mellowed out. He mellowed out, okay? So we want to make sure that we know that in his younger years, he was a fiery man. But as he grew older and matured, listen, as he grew older and matured, because this is the place that we have to get to as well. Because I can say that for myself. In my 20s, in my 30s, I was fiery. And now I'm a little older, I am mellowing out. Amen, because the Word is growing me, and I am developing temperance and patience. Amen. The majority of his preaching was in Asia Minor, which is now the modern day Turkey. This was a, a, there were several attempts made on his life, and one being that they wanted to give him a poison of a snake in his cup, but God allowed him to escape death. He and Peter had a close relationship, amen. And this is the same John that was sent to the Isle of Patmos, which is located south of Asia Minor in Turkey, in the midst of the Aegean and Mediterranean Sea, amen. And these writings were done in the latter part of his life, amen. So all of the disciples were, uh, uh, pretty much uh, murdered, and he was the only one that was not mortared And we know Judas Isicret, uh committed suicide. Amen. So going back to this, because I want to make sure that we get who the story is, who this was written by, and I want to make sure that we get a clear understanding uh it's it's not John the Baptist writing that. That's why I wanted to go lengthy into this uh introduction of who our writer is today because I want to make sure that we not get him confused with John the Baptist. Amen. So in but in the opening of the book, chapter uh, Book of John, he did mention John the Baptist. Amen that John the Baptist referred to Jesus as the Word and the Lamb of God and ends with the epilogue and is unique of all three of the Gospels. Amen. So um, as we read here, Mary Magdalene uh, came to the sepulcher on the first day of the week. Amen. So the first day of the week. And the Sabbath day, amen, are two different days. Let's get that understanding because a lot of times we say, well, this is the first day and, you know, a lot of people get the first day mixed up. So let's get the first day clear. The first day is not the Sabbath day. Some people say that Sunday is the first day and some people say that, uh, I mean, Sunday is the Sabbath and and Monday is the first day. Well, clarity on that, okay? The first day of the week. Amen. That first day of the week is on Sunday. Amen. So she came to the sepulchre on the Sunday at the eve, Amen, of the morning. And now we are going back to Jewish time. And so in Jewish time, this is how we convert. Our time into Jewish time, what they did was they took the time that the sun rise and they divide that from sunrise to sun from sunrise to sunset, and they divide it by twelve, and that is how they come up with the different hours of the day. And they divide that out equally throughout the day. So you know we might be saying the, the fifth to the the sixth to the ninth hour. Those times were divided out equally, and nine times out of ten, you know, they weren't looking at a time, act, and they were not looking at the Gregorian calendar nor the Gregorian time. So we know that at that time they were probably using uh, sundials in order to tell uh, time from day to day. So we want to make sure that we get this um, understood from the beginning. And uh, Mary, Magdalene went to the sepulchre and it was still dark. So this was at the dawning of the day uh, to the support and see if the stone had been rolled away. So then she go and she tells, uh, Peter and John, the one who, uh, our Lord loved. It says Jesus loved. And they said, what? I'm, I'm analyzing here and giving you my little version of this teaching here. So, um, they came, and it was like, can't be so, can't be so. So what did they do? Those two got together, and pretty much they ran together to this uh, sepulture. They were probably racing each other. But John outran Peter. But when John got to the sepulcher, he just peeped down in there and, and started, you know, kind of looking in. Well, to me... What well, I'm thinking it's the dawning of the day. This is like the darkest part of the day before the sun rises, and you're looking into a what a dark cave, okay, a sepulcher. It was like a cave that he was going to go into this new tomb, and it was already dark. What can you see? You know your your uh your vision is not going to be clear. However, he did. See the uh the things that Jesus had on him, the linen, the linen that was wrapped on Jesus, he saw it still lying there. And um it's amazing that he when he was resurrected, oh let me not get ahead of myself, help me, Lord, help me, Lord, let me not get ahead of myself. So anyway, after that, Peter went into the uh he went into the sepulchre to see for himself. And then after Peter went into, then John said, hey, I'm going into. And that's when he believed. So we saw that the linen clothes was there. Now the linen, we know that linen is fine clothing. Amen. So this was wrapped upon him. Now if we go back to John, the 11th chapter. Amen. Well, Lazarus has died. And he was resurrected back to life. Guess what? The same, the same thing that uh, uh, Lazarus had been through, and um, they had prepared his body with uh, oils and all that stuff. You know, they do all of this stuff in preparation for the burial. And now we consider that to be, you know, we take him to the funeral home. They embalm the body, you know, they get them prepared to be buried or whatever. So that's what happened um, here. They went and they uh, anointed his body, and uh, they went in to Jesus said to Lazarus, rise up, rise up, rise up. And so with that, guess what? Lazarus came out of the grave. He was arisen from the grave, but guess what? He still had those clothes, those grave clothes. He was still bound in them. But when Jesus, amen, was resurrected from the dead, the grave clothes were still in the grave. Amen. That's just proof to us that what Jesus was not a mortal man. Amen. He was not mortal. He was not like us. Amen. Although he walked on this earth and a be fulfilled everything that was written could be fulfilled according to the word that a savior will come and save us from death amen from a, a fiery hell amen so um then after that he was risen from the dead the nephew was still lying there amen the clothes, the linen was still laying there, wrapped up together. Everything was wrapped up together. And they had to see it in order to believe it. And, and 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 sometimes, you know, we are that way. We want to see it in order to believe it. Let me get back into my word. It says, it kept his burial and poor would always be with us. So we know that prior to this, prior to Jesus going, and there was a process, the process that he kept going through. And, and as he was preparing for his uh, crucifixion, things would happen. And at first he would say, my time has not yet come. My time is not yet come. My time has not yet come. Then he said, the time has come. Amen when the things started going into place that it was time for him to do what he had been born to do. Amen. He was born to die. He was born to save the world. Amen. So um, he was anointed prior to, he knew everything was coming into place. He knew that his time was here. The next day, when Jesus had went into Jerusalem there was a festival, um, and the people were crying, Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna. Amen. Jesus came in on a donkey, and he was sitting on it. Amen. I'm going back a little bit. Then Jesus proceeds to spend intimate time with the disciples. oh I can't see. Glasses, glasses, glasses. He came to spend intimate time with his disciples, washing their feet. Amen. And then Peter said, oh, no, Lord, not me, not me, not me. Don't wash my feet. I don't want you to wash my feet. And so uh, Jesus reveals what the symbolic meaning of washing my feet was. Jesus said, it will be fulfilled that the one, that one of you will betray me as well. And then we go on down and it says, Peter again says he wants to go with him. And then Jesus says, hey, before the clock crows three times, you will deny me. You will deny me. Amen. So he gave analogies of how they can continue to be connected with him. He prayed for himself, he prays for his disciples, and all believers, all believers. So prior to all of this, these are the things that are going on. Scripture begins to fulfill itself. Jesus Christ is betrayed. He's arrested. Peter denied him three times. Amen. And then he goes before the high priest. And Peter denies him again. Amen. I, I said it three times already. Then he's issued a death sentence. He's um, being crucified. He makes provision for his mom while he's on the cross. And then he's pierced in the side, but no bones. Amen. This is being fulfilled from the scripture in Isaiah. No bones. On his body were broken. No bones were broken. Amen. He's anointed with 75 pounds of, of oil and linen clothing by Nicodemus. So we know that Nicodemus came to Jesus on the door. Because we did not take on the Gregorian calendar until 1752. So before... I'm I'm a fool right now. And if you touch me, Amen. Don't touch me. Go and get um the disciples. So she ran off, went to go get the disciples, and the disciples came back, Amen. And we know that all the disciples were not there when uh she went on to uh when he went to uh show himself as to who he was amen and so it's just an awesome awesome thing Amen. some things that came out as i was studying this thing amen when he uh mary this mary that uh went to go get the disciples with mary magdalene amen and that is from the town of which she is. there were several mary's there that followed jesus followed jesus min- uh, ministry from beginning all the Amen. All of these Marys. And what's so particular about this is, is if you go into um, the Catholic faith, they got a bunch of Marys. Oh, not Marys. I'm sorry. Marias. So Mary is a derivative of Maria. And everybody was named Maria. I remember doing taxes in one family, had Maria de los Angelos, uh, uh Maria de this one, Maria Day, that one. So I don't know if they were born in different cities, but um, they all sisters. Everybody's name was Maria. And so um, that is how they distinguished who they were. Mary of Salone, which means that She was either from the town of Salome. but we know Salome means peace, but she was married to uh, Zebedee. So all of these Marys were there uh, with him, but this one particular Mary that we're talking about here, the one that was weeping, amen, was uh, we sometimes get it confused with uh, Mary. We get Mary Magdalene. And Mary, Martha's sister, confused, amen. So we want to make sure that we untangle that, amen. So Mary, the sister of Martha, was the one that went to the Lord and said, "Um, uh, I want to anoint your feet, amen. And why? She had so much love and so much uh, compassion that she loved him so much. And it might have been the relationship they had with one another. It might have been because he came and raised a brother from the dead. But it said even prior to that they had a connection. There was a friendship between Mary, Martha, and uh, her sister. Amen. So we want to make sure we get that part out on this thing. Amen. And we know that when Jesus rose from the dead, amen, amen, that he walked on this earth for forty days, forty days prior to a, to his ascension. So the forty days was what like a time of testing. We know that Jesus went through a, a a forty day period even prior to that when he was tempted by the the devil. Amen. We know that Noah went through a forty day time. We know that. uh Oh, God, I can't think right now. My mind just went blank on me. (laughs) Amen. But we know that the number 40 is a time of testing and that Jesus Christ was there. But listen to this. Now, when uh, Mary Magdalene went and the angel touched her, she went and she saw that, that, that Jesus spoke to her. She went and she saw two angels. Now, this is what I really want to get out because we got to know this. So two angels, one at the head where Jesus lay, and one at the foot where Jesus laid. The Bible says that they were facing each other. So as we read over in Exodus about the uh, covenant and the mercy seat, if you look at the mercy seat, amen, there were two cherubims on the mercy seat. And they were facing each other. And we know that the mercy seat was what? A sign of atonement. So when we think about Jesus, we know that our sins, amen, without a shadow of a doubt, were atoned through his death, his burial, and his resurrection. That's what the three days were about, his death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. So we cannot be confused by what we are hearing, and people are telling us it's about the egg. No, the egg, they're saying the egg, and it's about the tomb, the tomb being empty. Amen. It is about the tomb being empty. We know that Christ was resurrected. Why? So that by the Bible could be fulfilled. Amen. That he was what? Rise up in three days. It kept saying, in three days, I will rebuild this temple. I will rebuild this temple in three days. So we know that the Bible was fulfilled. He was not talking about the church, amen. He was talking about that God would make him, amen, who he was designed to be. And that was our Lord and Savior, the immortal man, amen, the one that came to walk on this earth to save us from our sins. So we're so glad that on today that Christ Jesus was resurrected for our sins. We're so glad that he fulfilled that promise. We're so glad that Jesus Christ didn't say, wait a minute, I don't want to do this. I changed my mind. We're so glad that he died. We're so glad that he got up. Amen. We're so glad that he lives, amen, for us, okay? He died. He was crucified. He died, amen. He was buried and he rose, amen, leaving proof, amen, that he, amen, was not, loved. but he was like God, amen, hallelujah. So we know that he was God and Ooh, hallelujah. He was God sent to save us from a fiery hell. And if it had not been for Christ Jesus that went to the cross for us and made atonement, and I just told you this, that the portrait of the two angels on what Jesus once laid and the uh, uh, mercy seat was the uh, distinction to let us know that Christ Jesus God for the atonement of our sins. We don't hear that in our churches, and we need to understand the word. We need to go into our depth oh, of this is- Welcome. today for Christ, and we know that as we talk about that, we know that in our local body and uh, all around, people will be talking about Jesus Christ and him rising and him being crucified, him dying, all of, all of that. But um, we want to make sure that as we go into our uh, Resurrection Sundays or whatever, you know, they'll be celebrating the Passover in the Jewish community, which is the 40 days, you know, for the covenant of Jesus, the Passover uh, of Egypt. But they'll be celebrating the Passover, and we know now that the right now the Catholics in different communities are celebrating the Mention season. So and those both are 40 days. And we thank God for... Uh, giving us wisdom and insight because we can kind of see where the different faiths, you know, align and how this one does this and that one does that. But you know what? There's only one truth, and that truth is in the word of God. Amen. Most gracious and merciful, Father God, we thank you, we praise you, we lift you up, and we magnify your holy name, God. Well, God, we just love you on today, Father. We thank you, God, for your son, Jesus, that died on the cross, oh, God, for our sins, God. Lord, God, he didn't just die. Thank you, Lord. He did not just die, God. But, Father, we thank you, Lord, God, that Scripture was fulfilled, Jesus. We thank you, Lord, that he died, that he was buried, and he was resurrected, Father, God. God, we thank you and we praise you, God, that because of his death, because of the burial, because of the resurrection, Father God, that our sins were atoned, God. And, Lord God, we thank you and we praise you, Father God, oh, God, hallelujah, for sending your only begotten son to do this for us, God. So, Father God, we pray, oh, God, that you would deliver us, oh, God, Mm from those ungodly things, Father God, that would keep us, oh God, from being in close relationship with Christ, our maker, oh God. Thank you, Jesus. Lord God, we want to have a love for Jesus and Jesus to have the same love for us, oh God, that he had for the apostle John, Father God. So, Father, we pray right now that you would teach us your word, God, that, Lord, we will live by your word, Father God. And not only that, Father God, but every day, Father, that we will go out, oh God, teaching others, oh God, oh God, about your word, oh God, that more disciples, oh God, oh God, will come to you, Father God. Lord God, in the name of Jesus, God, we thank you and we praise you, oh God. For those, oh God, that don't know you in the pardon of their sins, Father, we thank you, Father God, that they shall. Oh, God, be saved, Father God. We decree and declare that over our loved ones, God. Father God, we decree and declare that over our acquaintances and our church members, God. And we thank you, oh, God, in the name of Jesus for what you're doing, oh, God. Father, we thank you, God, that it's your will and your purpose, oh, God, and your plan will be fulfilled, oh, God. For it's in Christ Jesus' name we pray, amen, amen, amen. Amen. We thank you and we praise you for joining us on today's announcement. We will be having a conference on the third weekend in April. That is the third weekend in April that we will be having our conference. And we're asking you if you're in the Chicago area or wherever you may be in the United States or across the The Waters, we're asking you to join us, not just the third Saturday in April, but we're every third Saturday of the month, we're having a conference, amen. And it's just not open to women, but we ask that you, men, if you're on the line, you're welcome to come. Young people, you're welcome to come to this conference, amen. And the address is 1507 North Troy at the Humboldt Library, and that is at 11 o'clock a.m. Also, Pastor Staples is doing counseling one-on-one. Listen, I, I'm really full today, and um, I'm kind of, I guess, my friend, Carla geeking, but Pastor Staples is a remarkable woman of God. And (laughs) she is one of the most loving and caring and sincere people that you can sit under, that will teach you, that will train you, and that will lead you and guide you the right way. Amen. If you just want to grow in prayer, if you just want to grow in the knowledge of your word, I'm petitioning you. I I, I have sat under her feet for a while, and last night, this morning, I was just full. I was going through some things, and I was listening to some things. She is a woman of God that you can sit under, be blessed, and grow and bloom into whom God is calling you to be. I even thought about, you know, I, I have a desire to be a motivational speaker, I went to this place and the money that the man was talking about, amen, the money that we pay to uh, different people for different things for these results, amen. If I had that same amount of money that he was asking for, I would throw it into the one that was teaching me, how to live holy, the one that would feed my soul, amen, because you know what? I believe that whatever it is, God would put it in me, amen. He would put it in me. So I thank God for Pastor Staples. This is a ministry to grow in. This is a ministry to sow into, amen. I'm asking that you would sow into this ministry. This is a powerful, powerful ministry, Amen to be connected to and to be a part of amen and if you're here on the line, I'm asking you every Monday she pours out this Monday she poured out to us, and if you missed it on Monday, you need to go back and listen to that tape she poured out on monday and and I know that the seeds that are sown I know those seeds are growing, amen, so whatsoever you sow, you that you shall reach. So we want to make sure that we're sowing our seeds on good, solid ground. And I can assure you that this is good, solid ground. Amen. So our website is messageofchrist.net and Sylvia Staples Ministries.com. If you wish to connect with the ministry, amen, we're looking for you. We're looking for you to connect with this ministry. Amen. So you can do that via our website. You can sow into the ministry via our website. You can mail it to our P.O. box at three nine zero seven six two Chicago Illinois six zero six three nine. If you have any questions, comments, amen, about the ministry, you can our uh, prayer request. You can dial in at seven seven three six zero nine two zero seven one. Leave us a voice or a text message and we'll get back with you. If it's for prayer, we will share that prayer request with all of the intercessors. Also, um, we have an email address and that's messageofchrist at yahoo.com. You can send us your praise reports, testimonies, or just send us uh, some words of encouragement. Amen. We all need encouragement. Okay? So at this time, most gracious and merciful, Father, we thank you and we praise you, Father, for those that have assembled themselves on today, Father. We thank you and we praise you, Father, for this ministry. We thank you and we praise you, God, for past the faithful, oh, God, in the name of Jesus, Father. Lord, we pray, oh, God, for divine protection among those that have gathered themselves. Bless those, oh, God, that hear the word, oh, God. Lord God, even by replay, by internet, oh God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you and we praise you, oh God, wherever they may be, Father, that the word will touch them, oh God, and that they will grow into knowledge of who you truly are, Lord God, and the word, oh God, that they will grow in this word. So, Father God, we thank you and we praise you, oh God, for being God. We thank you and we praise you, oh God, for another day and brand new mercies each and every day. Forth in Christ Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, amen. We'll see you back tomorrow at 6 o'clock a.m. Be blessed.